What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Flipping It, the podcast all about reselling. Today, I'm here with Charm City Picker, a.k.a. Joe. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, Joe, go ahead for that. Sure. What's up, everybody? Uh, my name is Joe Charm City Picker, and uh, I live in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm uh, 40 years old. I got a wife and three kids, and I am a full-time reseller. That's awesome. Um, when did you uh, start getting into reselling? So I've been doing it. Um, I'm looking back at my records because I keep uh, pretty good records here. I've been doing it since about October of 2015. Wow, for a while now. Yeah. Um, what What are some of the things that you uh, like to sell? Um, kind of what's your category? Do you prefer? Um, so I sell mostly like uh, vintage electronics. I would think is my major, um, you know, category that I know the most about and that I probably do sell the most of. All right. And then um, how would you say, is that kind of what you've always been doing or have you uh, kind of changed stuff around a little bit? Um, that's pretty much how I started. So what I um, used, how I got started was I used to um, do electronics recycling. Like I used to get old computers and electronics and things and take them apart and uh, recycle all the metals and you know circuit boards inside there and sell them to recyclers for money. So um, I started doing that, and then I found I was getting from clients like some new items or items that were still in good condition and could be used. So I started looking them up on eBay and selling them there instead of uh, recycling them. Oh, that's super cool. Were Were you making more off of selling them on eBay? Is that kind of why you wanted to switch to that? Yeah, definitely I oh. was. Um, I got like one video card from a client that was still new in the package that, you know, if had I uh, – opened it and recycled it, it would have been, you know, 40 cents or something, but I ended up selling it on eBay for like $80. So, so a big difference. Yeah, it definitely, I definitely made the, made the switch right after I saw that. Yeah, that's super cool. Uh, what made you kind of make that switch back in 2015 from, uh, did you have like a normal job and then want to just, what kind of made you uh, start doing it? Um, so I, I, I had a full time job up until September of last year. Um, I uh, was an environmental consultant. So I did a lot of um, environmental investigations and environmental cleanups and things like that. So the recycling part kind of just started from me, you know, being in that type of mind and hating to see things get thrown out. And then uh, what what would you say that, because I feel like a lot of people, me especially, was kind of hesitant on going full-time. So what yeah. what would you kind of say for people that are kind of on the fence of trying to go full time or not? <laughs> well, um, I didn't really have a choice in the matter because I lost my job, uh, so I just said, screw it. I don't want to go back, you know. Mm-hmm. That's sometimes the best things, though, that yeah. are unexpectedly um, come out on top of. Yeah, it definitely was a you know a, sh- a shock, especially you know being a, a father and husband to be you know to lose your job, but. It was definitely something I'm really happy that happened. The quality of life has definitely improved That's significantly. Awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. What what would you say for someone kind of like just getting into it? Um, what would you say would be like some cool tips that you might have? Because uh, since you've been doing it for so long that you've kind of learned out throughout the years. 
Yeah, I think the most important thing is to, you know, if you're just getting started to start with um, something that, you know, you know, you could know anything you got. You have to have something that you're interested in, whether it's, you know, it was electronics and computer stuff for me. But, you know, if it's video games or books or clothes or whatever it is. I mean, that's the best place to start. But then just be never be afraid to uh, kind of grow and branch out and, and figure out new things to look for because you know especially if you're starting in a thrift store they have all these things in different sections so you could just start to learn a section and that's kind of what i did um once i once i got started going is just learn everything by section yeah that that's kind of what i'm doing the same of like i played a bunch of video games growing up so i kind of know what games are good and what are bad and now i'm starting to kind of go to other categories i'm doing some books and all that kind of stuff so yeah absolutely yeah um, do you do any Amazon FBA items? Um, I do. I'm just, I just started getting into that this year. Um, so it's going okay. Uh-huh. I certainly, um, haven't, haven't really hit the ground running on it yet, but it's something that I've been working towards this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to like it with books now, but I'm, I'm really trying to focus on what else I could get with it. Uh, yeah. cause books are awesome. But as again, I think it's kind of a good starting point. And then kind of want to try and branch out into more RA or stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. I um I haven't done a lot of books, um, mostly because I don't haven't been able to invest that time, you know, to go through and scan, you know, hundred books at a time or whatever. Um, so I'm mostly just um, doing other stuff besides books with FBA. And are are you selling mostly on eBay, or do you uh, cross list and branch out that way? Yeah, I'm a. I mostly do on eBay. I I've tried a lot of the other platforms, and whether from lack of effort or on my part, or just not, you know, not having the right items on each particular platform, I haven't had much success with the other ones that I've tried. Yeah, and a funny thing is, a while back, I remember you um, talking about your inventory system, and that was yeah. that was a big push for me to actually start an inventory system mm-hmm. with the bins and the numbers and all that stuff. So if you want to kind of briefly explain what you, you were doing with that. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, it works um, mostly for eBay. So there's a couple of really important keys with eBay. And, you know, you were talking about some of the things that changed. And one of the things that has changed uh, most or pretty recently um, was the custom SKU field in your eBay listing. And that's been really helpful for my inventory system. So once you um, start a new listing on eBay, uh, like the third line down after the title and the subtitle, there's a custom SKU field. And that's where you can put whatever you want in there. And that's where I put my inventory um, number for each item when I'm when I'm getting it listed, so that I can keep track of where it is when it sells. Um, So uh, my listing flow is basically I'll take pictures first and I'll take like pictures of 20 or so items and then I'll get onto my desktop and you know download the photos and start doing the listings on eBay and the reason why I do the pictures first is because mostly because of that custom skew field because I want to take a bin out of my uh, out of my closet you know like my a1 bin and whatever I list in that day, all gets put into that A1 bin, and it, every time I'm listing something, I'm able to put that custom SKU in there so I know where it is. 
So I basically have, you know, like 20 or so bins that are, are, are labeled. Then I use that custom skew field to keep track of it, um, where everything is. So when your item does sell, you'll see on your screen, your custom skew will come up. Your buyer never sees it. It's not listed in your listing anywhere, but when it does sell that custom skew field shows up, you know, right where to find it. Yeah. It's, it's super helpful to keep everything organized in the bins. Yeah, the buyer doesn't see it. And a great way, another thing I use it for is to see, I'll put how much I paid for the item. So mm-hmm. when I go into like a file and that I like made the sale, that I'll know how much I'll pay for it. So that's another thing I use it for as well. Yeah, I've been doing that with um, the FBA um, SKU. I've been putting the, you know, the date and the place and the amount that I paid for it mm-hmm. because I haven't come up with a great tracking system for FBA yet. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there on that. I use Inventory Labs and it's used pretty well, but it does cost money. So mm. they they have a pretty good system of tracking everything. Yeah, I think that's definitely in the next couple months something I'm gonna look into investing in because I'm I'm actually right in the middle of an FBA shipment right now, and I can feel the amount of money I'm wasting by the amount of time it's taking me to get through it, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm not, I haven't invested in, you know, the scanners or the software or anything like that yet. So I'm inputting everything manually from, you know, typing in UPCs into the Amazon seller central to like hand um, typing in my, um, my inventory into a spreadsheet and tracking the cost and the fees and all that stuff by hand. And it's just, it's so time consuming. I can feel just how much money I'm wasting it, uh, trying to do it this way. Yeah. That's, that's the worst of the way I've found that works pretty well. I use, um, just a desktop scanner, uh, yeah. for you or anyone listening that, uh, cause you can just go ahead and scan it and it pops right up on the, on the listing. So that's definitely, they're about 20, 30 bucks. So not, not too expensive. One-time purchase. It's super nice. Yeah, then, is that something that just yeah. like sticks in like a USB into the back, or does it require yeah, it's just, software? It's just regular. It's just a regular USB plug-in, and then I also have like a little adapter so I can get multiple USBs. So when I mm-hmm. scan it into my inventory, I actually get the SKU um, or the ASIN, excuse me, uh, printed out. So I already, when I scan it into my inventory, the the label prints out, so I don't have to do it after I create the shipment and then do it all at once. Right, I got you. So on the, does on that, the Dymo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that mean does that part of inventory labs or is that um just part of having the scanner? That's part of inventory labs, I believe, because uh you set it up where you could set say to, on the settings in inventory labs to print out the label um after you scan it into your inventory. Yeah. That, that's that's a feature that they give you on that. And you just and you- plug both the scanner and the label maker into the computer. Um, and do you think that that's best for you because you like source and then um, pack like the next day? You're really good about um, keeping on top of your inventory and stuff and shipping out the next day after you do your sourcing. Is that why that um, you know scan and print is so is such a good thing for you because you're basically packing in bulk all at once? Like for me, I'm really um, you know find one thing today, find two things the next day. So I just throw them all in an Amazon bin and then whenever it gets like pretty full ready for a shipment, I'll take it out and start working on the shipment. Yeah, that, that, that's the way to do it. Um, yeah, because I um, am buying and trying to ship out as fast as possible, uh, it definitely helps with speeding up the process uh, because before I would because now I have the Dymo printer, so it prints yeah. out like the single ASIN and before I was using, the 30 up labels that was just like a sheet yep. of labels 
Yeah. And so you just put that into a printer, and then that prints out the labels all at once. So this is definitely uh, just a lot faster method. It just kind of takes a lot less time, and it's it's more of an easy method. Because when I was using the labels, I would like print them on the wrong side, or like yeah. all the, the like. There's just some errors that you do. Like you don't use a full sheet, so then like the all, the column on the left is open, and it's just like there's a whole lot of things that go into that. So if you want to transition uh, for anyone listening or you to get to that Dymo label, I definitely recommend it. Yeah. It definitely speeds up the process a lot. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the point where I'm at in the business is I need to um, start working on all those efficiencies Mm -hmm. um, as far, whether it's, you know, better listing flow efficiencies or better, um, you know, inventory tracking or investing in um, inventory labs so that I can be printing with it or getting a Dymo or whatever, you know, whatever it is, because, you know, I started out like very, very part-time with no money and no real, um, you know, startup cost either. So I've, I've been playing it on the cheap for five years or so, you know? So it's hard for me to like, just bite the bullet and make that investment into the business. Yeah. It's, it'll, you'll definitely like it a lot. Do do you have the label for, uh, shipping labels? No, all I have is the um. All I I do the thirty ups for FBA. Okay, what about for like the shipping labels for like USPS? Do you do you have the Dymo for that? Nope. Oh, that's definitely something that you want to look into. It it saves so much time, and it's no, so important I, when I, that. I'll be sitting there counting, like in my not really, but counting in my brain how many seconds I am putting <laughs> out a paper label and taping it to each one of my things, you know. And again, that's just like dollars ticking off in my head. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they, I think Dymo runs sales every once in a while, so maybe you want to get on that or just wait it out. Maybe find it at a thrift store or a garage sale. Yeah, I did find a 450 at a garage sale like two weeks ago, you know, so I could do the small FBA labels, but not the big USPS ones yet. Yeah, it's it's a great thing. Do you have a system? I just switched over. Um, how do you track like inventory when you do sales? When you get sales come in, when sales come in. Um. So I, I have a an inventory list that every day that I, um, you know, buy something, I come and I track it in my inventory list. I've shown that on my Instagram a few times. Um, and I've even sent it out to some people that, you know, requested it, but, um, it's just like, I, I just have a spreadsheet that has the item name where I bought it, what the date was and what, how much I paid for it. And then it has additional columns for later on when it's sold, like what the sale price was, how much it, I got taken out for shipping and fees and all that kind of stuff. And then a final like profit and ROI. Yeah. That that's kind of a system I have. You just use Excel, like an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. It's just like Google docs. Yeah. Okay. I, I recently switched over. I was doing that for a while. I, I just made the switch to Quickens. Yeah. Where it, it automatically will track when you get money in or money out of the account. Mm-hmm. And, and it's been it's been pretty nice. So that's another thing if you want to try and automate that as well. It doesn't tell you obviously like profit wise, but uh, you have to manually input that if you'd like. But once I I kind of made the switch because I felt I was spending hours on tracking sales like on what they were, and then you'd have to go back to PayPal see what the fees were, and then go to Pirate Ship and see how it shipped and all that kind of stuff. 
and I just felt it was just wasting so much time. And I, I like the automated process so far. I just made yeah. the switch about a week ago. And then that, um, you know, that just gives you like final numbers. Like here's how much is in your account, right? Yeah. So it'll, you can break it down to different categories. So I have it now. So it's like, I'll get all my costs for what like, uh, supplies were. So like, yeah. that's like the desktop scanner, the dymos, like shipping supplies, all that kind of stuff. And then I'll do another one for it's like inventory. So like how much I spent on inventory, all the fees I spent, all the shipping costs, and then on the opposite side, how much sales cost for eBay, Amazon, and all that kind of stuff. And I'll break it down that way. So it's more of just like a general, like week to week kind of thing instead of like sale by sale. Sure. Yeah. So it's a it's a cool different it's a little uh, different way to automate that as well. Yeah. I don't I don't want to get too deep into something like this, but what do you, you think about how that is going to work next year when you do your taxes? So it, it's through Quicken. So yeah. I mean, I don't. I think I did everything right this week. I kind of just said what I made and then did everything I spent for write-offs. I'm, is that how you kind of do it? Yeah. Well, I mean, when I um, have the, I just i i got an, I had an accountant do my taxes this year because stuff was really was all whacked out. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you obviously are more complicated with the family and all that kind of stuff. I'm yeah. Just, yeah, kids. So, um, I I kind of just did it that way. Um, yeah. I think, I think it worked. I just went to uh, one of the H&R Block down the street, and everything seemed to be fine. So I kind of just told them how much I made and then wrote off all my shipping supplies, fees, and all that stuff. And it, it's all tracked because I have it already inputted in Quicken, and, it, and it's automated. So I just print out the sheet, and it it tells me what I spent and all that all the write-offs I have. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, taxes taxes are complicated, though. This is the first year where I kind of really had to get into it. Yeah, and, it, and I, I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not, like I said, I don't want to get too, too yeah. deep into that one, but it is it, it can be complicated if you're not paying attention, and that's just why the why I have that tracking spreadsheet because I do the same thing. I'll track, you know, my, anything that I lose money on, any sort of uh, things I spend money on, like supplies or my you know eBay store fees and my eBay store subscription and things like that. Yeah, I definitely wasn't thinking about it last year at all. So if anyone listening, definitely start thinking about uh, getting a tracking system because when that comes back around, you don't want to be wasting all those all that time when you could just have been doing it throughout the entire year. So definitely start thinking about your write-offs and all that kind of stuff. It's a huge, yeah. uh, it's a huge help when that comes back around. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So what else... Um, are you, do you uh, sell on Poshmark at all? Um, yeah, I have um, done it a little bit. I've not had a ton of luck on that either, but it's it's it seems like it's a very um, needy platform, and I don't have the time to for a needy platform. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think about. I've been kind of thinking about it. And I'm kind of on the fence about it because yeah. I I don't really do clothes that well. I kind of go for like jerseys or like heavy jackets and like kind of like niche clothing but yeah. i and i i don't know poshmark it just kind of seems like the platform for people that like whenever i've had a sale on poshmark they always ask so many extra questions yeah i think the um the only th- way that i see it working now I, I used to you know people used to say oh you get more money on poshmark than you do on ebay 
you know, go over to Poshmark. But it seems like now every everybody's asking for like a shirt for five dollars or something. You know, yeah, definitely low ballers on there for sure. Yeah, like I got an offer for a T-shirt for five dollars. I'm like, I'm asking twenty or nineteen. Like, just pay the nineteen. But you got to figure that they got to pay that flat six ninety five shipping fee also. Um, you know that you never see, so they're gonna obviously lowball you. Um, so I think the only way the Poshmark works is if, is if you're going getting stuff at a really low buy cost. If you're going to like Goodwill bins and getting stuff for fifty cents or a dollar, it's the only way it makes sense to do it. Yeah, all the stores around me, I feel like because I'm not too into clothes selling it. Something I kind of want to work on. Uh, but yeah. everything seems really expensive. Like there's shirts for like eight bucks. Yes, and I, and I can't, I can't like see how that's profit. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, and I don't know the T-shirts like well, like with the brands and all that stuff. Yeah, but I feel like the buy cost is 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 high for shirts around my area. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. My T-shirts are anywhere from five to eight dollars, and you know, up from there for things like jackets and pants. So you have to be really selective when you're when you're doing stuff like that. So I only buy like a couple of brands, and you know that I that I look for. If that's the case, yeah. Some, something I'm starting to do now. I've kind of just started a couple weeks ago. Is uh, kind of trying stuff out. I'll look up sold comps on eBay and then see if it sells. I'll buy it and then I'll write it down on a list. I'm starting to create like a like a quote unquote bolo list. Like so, items I know in certain categories I should look out for for certain brands, yeah. and then I'll like look back at it. Do do you do anything like that? Um, I, 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 that's mostly in my head. I don't, don't have anything written down. I mean, you know, you could say that my five years of inventory tracking might help me out with that too. But, um, but I, I, I basically just keep that stuff in my, in my head, which yeah. makes me probably miss out on, on a lot of things too. Yeah. There's just, it seems like there's just so much stuff to look out for now. Yeah. It's like super nice to have it in a certain place. Yeah, but I mean that's part of like the just learning a new thing every you know all the time. Like a couple of weeks ago, I I bought like this perfume lot on auction, and I didn't know anything about perfume, but I saw like words like Gucci and Coco Chanel, and I was like, okay, I bought it for like forty five dollars or something, and I ended up selling like this little makeup bag for a hundred bucks. It was a nineteen ninety two Coco Chanel makeup bag for a hundred dollars i couldn't believe it wow and, and did you buy off like goodwill or auctions or where was that at uh it was a like a online estate auction company oh that's cool you know? yeah so they do uh local like local auctions so they'll auction stuff online but they'll do local pickup so i feel like it's a smaller market than like ebay or goodwill or whatever you know because they don't really ship yeah, so I I kind of like that that site to work from. Do Do you have you ever done a like um, storage units sourcing at storage units at all? No, it looks like fun, but also I think that's a majority of garbage and clothes. <laughs> yeah, I I have a tough time because another thing with I don't like having stuff that won't sell, like bulk right. buying. I'm not a huge fan of that. That's yeah. why I prefer to just scan at their stores. Uh, so people are, people are buying in bulk. I I don't like having to deal with the. I'd rather just sell stuff for profit rather than get a bunch of stuff and have to get rid of it all because it doesn't make me any money. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to try it out one day, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it, would, it seems like a lot of work. For yeah, a, definitely. 
And it's cool the shows though. I like all the shows that they have about it. They make, yeah. it, seem, they make it seem fun. Yeah, and I watched you know the videos on YouTube of people, and they and they you know have fun doing it too. And they have different outlets, you know, like everybody has like if they do that they have a warehouse to store stuff i mean i'm in i'm in half of my basement in my house surrounded by three children's worth of crap so my storage space is definitely limited so yeah. i couldn't do something like that yeah um do you have any uh like recent uh flips you'd like to share that were pretty cool or anything that's like we're sharing recently oh man see now we go back again to my awesome spreadsheet and we can yeah, see that's how you do it <laughs> how many cool things there were um, no, I just sold a, like a, again, from this auction, I website I go to, I just sold a, um, a printer for $130, Wow! like a used printer. And I don't, you don't think about like, like those things is something that you should be looking at at the thrift store, but it really was a used printer and, you know, it was in good condition and I took it home and I tested it and everything worked great. And I sold it for $130. It was it was pretty nice. And I was looking at another printer in the thrift store yesterday and um, it was like one of those large format ones, which just means it's super wide and can print bigger paper. And, um, you know, that one was going for like 250 or $300. Wow. And uh, I didn't buy it because it's probably broken, but even if I bought it broken, it would still be worth like 40 to 50 bucks broken. Yeah, whenever I see electronics at the thrift store, like that are seem like really nice, I always get that second little uh it says why is it in here pretty much kind of thing. Yeah, like, that's what? what um one of the tips I would do when I first started out if I was going to buy something electronic and I couldn't test it in the store, I'd always search comps on eBay for parts or repair. Um and if I could still make money for parts or repair, then I'd buy it and that way if it worked, I'd you know, I'd be in even better shape. Yeah, that, that's a great tip. I actually I've never even really thought about that. If it's uh, you can if you can make money on it, if it's broken, then definitely buy it for sure. Yeah, and I think eBay is like the one platform where that works. A lot of people do go on and buy broken things for parts, either to repair something that they already have, or to repair the thing that you're selling and you know have it or make more money on it or flip it or whatever. And you know, so I I don't have any problems selling stuff for parts or repair on eBay. Yeah, it seems like eBay is kind of really the only market that has that option. Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, well, go ahead. I was gonna say another one of those uh, fun things that I bought is I um, went out and bought thirty six toner cartridges at oh. Walmart clearance last yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, I saw that. I w I wasn't able to find any around me. Uh, what what was your buy cost on those? Uh, they were on clearance. Yeah, they were on clearance, so they were anywhere between like $13 and $30. Wow, that's so cheap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you think about it, I don't know who buys printer toner, but it can be anywhere from like 60 to $140 for one toner cartridge. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I've already gotten through, I think, like 12 or so or 14, something wow. like that, uh, toners in, in, a, in one day. That's crazy. And, uh, and what are you selling them at? Uh, it's different for every different type, you know? So I, I mean, and the one thing that's been really nice is that most of the buyers have bought multiples, you know? So if I had three of one, they just bought all three. They had uh, save on shipping. That's super nice. Yeah, exactly. So I save on shipping that way. And then, you know, you're getting a $230 sale because they bought three toners. Wow. And you're buying yeah. them for what? $90? 
Yeah, um, I so, think the one, I, well, the one that was really good, I sold for $234. I paid 50 bucks for it. So, you know, I'm making something like $150 on that transaction. Wow. Do you do the Walmart clearances often or is that kind of just like a when you see a bolo that you need to go ahead and look for? Yeah, I'm trying to get into RA more as I try to get into Amazon more um, just because I feel like that is a – um, a repeatable thing that you buy, you know, like thrift store is always one off and you never, you might never find that thing again. Like I've found so many things at a thrift store that are amazing that have sold for like two or $300, but I'll never see them again. Yeah. I, that's a huge part of something I want to get into because there's the replenishable items right. that you can just keep selling and keep selling as long as the price doesn't drop, obviously, but that's the super, yeah. that's how you scale and then get those sales over and over again. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't have any of those. So that's, that's something you have to learn and find and then don't tell anybody about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like sharing bolos like RA bolos. No, sure. I won't do it either. I mean, yeah. it doesn't make any sense because you don't know who you're sharing it with. And then they're just going to drop the price to sell theirs before you sell yours. And then you get that race to the bottom, which is, you know, part of the problem I feel with Amazon. eBay doesn't feel like that as much. I mean, on some of those things, I think the clearance items really just everybody's doing that race to the bottom on clearance. Yeah, that's the thing that I'm a little bit hesitant about, especially because new sellers don't really know Amazon insanely well. I made so many mistakes when I was starting out. I'm still making mistakes on it with pricing, and then they just come in and go $8 under the cost, and then the next person will just keep going under and under until it's zero profit. Yeah, And it's a big risk when you're buying a whole bunch of items for a lot of money because those are more expensive, obviously, than at a thrift store. So it's more of a risk, but it's something that could definitely pay off big. Yeah, I agree. So anything else you want to add up or are you kind of ready to wrap up? No, I think we're good. I feel like that was just all over the place. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that at least you know people found some of it helpful or maybe yeah. not. Hopefully, hopefully you can get some helpfulness. Uh, that inv- the inventories thing is definitely something that if you're uh, not have an inventory system, definitely want to check out that. Taxes, yeah. get kind of system going. I think there was some yeah. cool stuff. Hopefully some people can help out. Uh, plug whatever you'd like to plug if you want to go ahead and do that. Yeah, and um, so if you did hear anything that you thought was cool and wanted some more information on it, you can always feel free to reach out to me at Charm City Picker on Instagram. Um, I, I like to put out a lot of uh, co- content on my stories, giving people help. You know, if they ask me questions, and I always answer the DMs that I get from people, so I'm happy to help out. So if you heard anything here, you want some more info on, feel free to drop me a line anytime. Yeah, definitely. Go ahead and check them out. Follow them on Instagram, Charm City Picker. Uh, Thanks for chatting with me. Uh, Hopefully you're having a good day, everybody, and keep on flipping.